Today on Locked On Red Wings, Scotty and I are going to recap the Florida Panthers-Detroit Red Wings game and also, how do you feel about a Friday? You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Scotty also hosts over at Lockdown Tigers. Almost forgot to say that. I knew something was missing there in the intro, but we got it. <laughs> uh, Scotty, my man, Red Wings fall to the Panthers for the fourth time this season, this time by a score of 5-2, to two, and that's kind of become the recurring theme uh, between these two teams, the Red Wings only didn't give up four or more goals against the Panthers one time this season. And that was in their first meeting back in October when the Red Wings lost in overtime. Their second game, 6-2 loss. Third game, 6-1 loss. And then last night, 5-2 loss. And I, I, I'm i not that mad about it. I'm not that Red, mad about how it. How can you be? A, you, you're like, you haven't even come really close to beating this team all year. And B... They're on a 12-game heater. They're on a W-12 now. Like, what? Okay. Cool. Like, we, we lost to a team that no one in the league can beat, and we're, like, a, a bottom eight re- record in the NHL. So, sounds about right. Like, I, I'm i not sure how you really can be too upset. I, I think well, this is a game that it's the end of the season. You look for individual performances to build on, and, and, and you call it a day. They're quite literally probably – if not the best, one of the best teams. They're up there in the upper echelon with teams like Toronto. They're up. I mean, they got a better record, I mean, record than Toronto. Presidents, yeah. Yeah, they might be. They're probably going to win the division here. I think they're waiting to see uh, what Toronto does in tonight's game. I don't know yeah, the, the, the final East, of that, but the whole uh, the whole East for the postseason might all have a hundred points. It's ridiculous. How insane is that? The entire we should do a postseason show. Like, just have a show where we just talk about the playoffs when the Wings are, like, doing nothing. I'm, okay, I'm down like, with that. Uh, every single team in the East, it, there's it's not official, but, like, there's a very real possibility that every single playoff team in the East has 100 points. That is crazy. It's absolutely absurd. This this conference is – this conference and this division. I mean, the fact that – They're this, con- heavy, this, man. This division in top general is going to have four teams that are over 100 points this season. And then that separation between fourth and fifth place is 30 points. I mean, it makes it really daunting as a rebuilding team to go, okay, well, we might be competitive in the next couple right. of years. The only thing you got for us, at least, to hold on to is Boston's getting older. Like, yeah. that's, that's really all you have to hang on to because Florida's young and, and has been kind of waiting in the wings for a while. Um, I mean, Tor- Toronto and Tampa are both young Tor- still. Yeah, Toronto and Tampa are both, like, hitting their stride and, and like, peaking. Uh, really all you have to look at is is like, oh, Boston's getting another year older, and maybe we can sneak in there in a, in a year or two. That's pretty much all you got. Yeah, outside a monumental collapse, you're really hoping that just you can sneak in, in a wild card if you try to become a playoff contender right. because it's going to take a lot to be to really compete with those big dogs. But we're not really don't really want to talk about that. That gets into a rebuild conversation. We've already done that once this week. <laughs> um, Check out Monday's show. Yeah, Monday's episode. Regarding this this game in particular, I, I, I can't, like I said, I can't get too upset with the performance of anyone on this team when you're playing a team like the Florida Panthers, who 
is just one of the top dogs in the league. In fact, I actually come away with more positives from this game than negatives. And and maybe that's because, Scotty, the negatives are just so ingrained in how this team plays that I don't even really think about it anymore. I, I see a guy get a shot wide open from the high slot and with a guy down low screening and the defenseman not trying to push him out of the way so Ned can see, he shoots and he scores. I don't really think anymore. Those defenders, they why aren't they clearing the... I just like, oh yeah, that's how we play defense. We play defense by not playing defense. So I look at that. I don't really think about it anymore. Instead, I see, oh, look at Joe Valeno on the top line centering between Tyler Bertuzzi, who got a goal today, and Lucas Raymond. And yeah. that, that top line looked pretty damn dynamic. And I'm really, I've really been impressed with what Joe Valeno has been able to do when he's been forced to play in a role that's, let's be honest, a little bit beyond his depth so far. Yeah, certainly uh, above his pay grade, and he's filled it in really nicely. And, you know, it's two games, but he's looked really good. He's skating really well, man. That's the thing that I noticed. He's he's really quick. Like when he needs to be, he's a he, he's a damn good skater, and uh, I I think that he has definitely impressed in the, in the couple of games that he's been asked to go up there and be the one C. Um, no, I mean, I mean, like you said, there's no point in like freaking out and all this defense sucks. You know, we have to get upset about it. Like we know, everybody knows, you know, I know your mom knows everybody knows at this point. My mom, leave my mom's name out your mouth. Does she not know that the Red Wings defense sucks? I mean, I don't talk to her about hockey that much. So, well, I think she, I feel like she knows. I feel like she's aware. And like, so that's like just my point is like there's there's no reason to get all up in arms about it in at this point so like i said at the beginning just look for individual performances that that impress you and that you can build on valeno certainly is one of them uh burst closing in on 30 30 30 that'd be kind of sick um and i mean we'll get to ned uh, a little bit later i'm sure but yeah like there was still positives to take from it. And against a team that's this good and is on and the heater that they are on right now, I'll, I'll take it, man. Well, another thing, too, about uh, Joe Valeno is that if you look at today's statistics, um, if you were to put a Y-axis for even strength expected goals against and even strength expected goals for, uh, Joe Valeno was one of the more productive players, one of the most productive players, in fact, once you factor in time on the ice, too, because I think he may have led Red Wings in time on ice. Let me just double check on that before I misspeak. Um, he let he was second on among forwards in time on ice because defensemen are always going to play more. So he had 19 minutes and 36 seconds time on the ice. Only second towards Tyler Bertuzzi who had 1946. That, that's at all strengths considered. Um, and he had a about five expected goals for at even strength in this game, and he had about four expected goals against in this game, which according to Evolving Hockey had him as the most fun player to watch in this game uh, because he was everywhere. And I, he, honestly, he that really that, quick. He'd really, yeah. Did. And I'll, I'll throw that little graph up there. It's a little quick hard corners, to understand. Man. Quick yeah. in the corners when the puck was getting dumped off, he was quitting to the quick into the back of the zone. Really? And it's this one on the right here. And really, honestly, Scotty, I noticed it with his zone entries. He was very yeah. dynamic and creative on his zone entries to create opportunities coming in. He entered the zone in the third period I watched, created a three-on-two pa- just passing masterclass with Tyler Bertuzzi and Lucas Raymond. And I'm not saying this is going to be the norm for Joe Valeno, but this is the type of stuff you need to see from a guy when given the opportunity to step up in a role like he has been. 
Absolutely. No, absolutely. And and if he can if he can build on that and take that into the summer and then into next season. I mean, if we get a if we get a bona fide like really solid 3C on like a championship team, 2C on maybe a weaker team out of Joe Valeno, that's a massive win for this organization. Yeah, a massive one. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, too, um, deserves a shout-out. He also, I mean, it might have just been that line had good chemistry. I don't really know um, what what it was, but he came out today, and he looked really sharp as well. He had a couple really nice passing plays. He obviously, he honestly, honestly, he obviously had that goal as well. Um, that what a goal, goal by Yeah, the way. I really like that. Somebody, somebody on Twitter said, like, that puck found its way, and I'm like, it didn't find its way in. He just was super patient and he fooled everyone on the ice into thinking he was going to pass. In fact, it watching it live, I thought he did pass it to Lucas Raymond who immediately like did that. I'm going to give it to you. Now give it back. Like give and go. I thought that's what had happened when he had crossed him in the offensive zone. He never gave him the puck and everyone expected him to give him, give him that pass. Lucas Raymond, that pass and Tyler Bruzzi never did. And then he just shot it top, top corner against Spencer Knight, who was unreal in this game. And top I got to get credit baby. for that. Yeah, he was. And uh, but but I mean, we got we got some good shots off, some good opportunities off. Again, I'll I'll gladly take the game we had. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it is it is sad that you lose five to two, and we're just like, yeah, you know what? There are some positives in this game, but that's where you're at with this team, especially with their team that's rebuilding, that's been eliminated from the playoffs. You just take the positives where you can find them, and there we're going to talk about those positives because you guys have listened to us talk about the negatives a ton. And we all know what it is. So Tyler Bertuzzi getting goal. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Joe Valeno stepping up in the offensive role and looking good. In fact, Joe Valeno in this game um, at five on five was an above 50% expected goals for percentage. And that was another thing too, is the bulk majority of this team at five on five was an above 50% expected goals for percentage. The Red Wings actually had the majority of the quality shot attempts in this game at five on five. The reason why in the end that the, uh, Panthers were able to win was just because the Red Wings took too many penalties and that's going to kill you, especially that five minute penalty, which we're going to get into in the second segment. Uh, but first I got to talk to everyone about built bars, Put the banner up, put the banner up. Thanks. Good call. Good call. Boom. Banner up. Have you tried the puffs guys? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of built bars, best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And they were covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are our fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They are so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That includes those puffs. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. Typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. They got tons of flavors to choose from as well. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, a new, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Segment two here, Lockdown Red Wings podcast, Friday edition, the final episode of the week. Um, where do you want to roll into from here? We, we touched on Valeno. We touched on Bert. Can we talk about the, the penalty stuff? Can we Let's talk, talk about, about the, penalty like the, stuff. the cider hit. Like, 
there's i think we feel similarly or i feel like we will feel similarly about this situation but there's by definition what sunny did was a, a five minute major but yes i think the thing that upset people and upset me was the fact that that was a five minute major plus a game and the blatant hit to, to Moritz Sider's head was nothing at all, like completely no call whatsoever. So I, I think you can walk a fine line of like, Hey, that, that is, that is a five, that is a five major, but also let's, you know, let, let's call it both ways maybe. And uh, you don't have to be all like completely all in or all out or like we, what what we did wasn't a penalty at all. It's just it, it is a really bad look to because even the broadcast was like, oh yeah, that's a rule in place to protect the hands, and like it's a really bad look to prioritize hands over heads. I think is like the biggest thing. No, I I completely agree with you on that. Um, I don't really have a problem with the five minute penalty that they called on Sunquist. Because he did make zero attempt to play the puck. He he came down like a hammer trying to slash. It was a five-major, yes. Probably with an intent to get the stick, but ended up hitting the hand. So I don't have a problem with that in a vacuum. My problem with it, of course, like you said, comes in with the Sonny Milano hit on uh, Moritz Sider, where, and people's argument would will be that you know, Sider kind of like brought his head down to that level. But Sider is also like six foot five. So Sonny Milano is not going to, even with his head a little bit down like that, you're not going to hit him in the head unless you elevate your arms and extend them, which Milano did in the replay. He extended his arms out and raised them because he was trying to make contact with Sider instead of like the other day against Tampa Bay. Remember when Lindstrom got absolutely lit up in the corner? Um, yeah. The player, the Tampa Bay player, tucked his arms in and went body to body. Clean. Yeah. Milano extended his arms and basically essentially punched Sider in the side of the head as he was skating by. So in a vacuum, I don't have an issue with the Sunquist call. I don't even have an issue with the five-minute major because, you know, they created this rule to protect the hands because you're playing by the rule book. But if that's a penalty, then you absolutely have to call the penalty on Moritz or against Moritz, against Sonny Milano on go. the Moritz Sider hit. Because if... And especially with all the things that we talk about with concussions and CTE and both football and hockey, where they're mo the most prevalent these days, to let a call, to let a play like that just fly by, but then immediately make a determination on a on that that slash just is a really bad look for not just the referees but the league. But there was some really weird calls in the entire game. Yeah, there was. It was. It was. I mean. And like it, it got pretty chippy there at one point after the Rasmussen hit on Bob. Like it got, you know, it got pretty chippy at points. But I think the biggest thing for most people was just the, you know, it kind of feels like the whole season this has been happening. And there's been a lot of hits. Uh, when, you know, when we hit somebody, it's clean. And then when it's the other way around, or when we hit somebody, it's a penalty. And when it's the other way around, it's clean. And, uh, uh, tonight was a very last night was a very clear example of while ours was a penalty that there certainly should have been too. Oh, absolutely. It, and of course that five minutes call to Sunquist led to a power play goal 
the Red Wings actually did a pretty good job killing it off for the most part, but that just, it, that wears on you, especially a team against a team like the Panthers. Um, it's just, man, I, I, I don't, these are the refs. These are what they're going to do, or guess in this case, what they're not going to do. They're, they're not going to be, I wouldn't even say that they're not being fair. I just, they're just not going to see, and they're not going to call everything. And it's going to suck sometimes. I mean, everyone always says every single year, this is the worst the refing's ever been in every single sport. Everyone always says it every single year. Unfortunately, this is just a hand we're dealt until we go to 100% AI, you know, umpiring and refing where they're going to, you know, look at everything and everything is going to get called human error and it's going to be part of the game and human bias is going to be part of the game. And as much as the refs don't admit it, I'm sure each and every one of them has a bias we to have a degree. On tape, man. We wanted to even it out. We yeah. got that on tape. Man. Yeah. So like I, it, it's an, it's really frustrating. I agree, but I don't really see a point in yelling at the refs because that's, the, you got to beat the refs too. And any given game, you're not just playing against a team. You're playing against the refs too. Yeah, and that and, just, and, that's the bad part about sports. Yeah, and and I think it would be a lot different if it wasn't a headshot on our oh, prize rookie. You know what I mean? Like that's a lethal combo to fire some people up. So I I, I think if it's just like a different dirty hit and everything signed, but like he, I mean that's that's Calder winner prize rookie like center of the rebuild that then left the game at, after the hit and wasn't on the bench either. So like I I think that that's just people's gripe and and you know I I yeah. agree with it. We got we got lucky. Um, in fact, that he was able to return in that game as well. Um, yes, because I was really worried when that ha- hit happened. I'm not gonna I'm not absolutely not disagreeing that 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 call should have been made because it was a penalty through and through, and the fact that they didn't yeah. call it was egregious. But referees suck, man. Just like the Yankees do. I mean, they just it just sucks. Yankees Great moment today at uh, Comerica Park. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Alex Nedeljkovic's performance in this one? I was not really all that impressed. Okay, also, I, I'm immediately going to go on a tangent before even getting your opinion. But that was their third goal. The Panthers' third goal that went in that was just like nobody knew where the puck went. It looked like it was yeah. a failed shot or pass, and it got redirected and just kind of slowly slid in and Delkovich thought it was off to his right. What, what, what? I don't know why what? you're asking me. I sure. What happened? <laughs> it was the bizarrest goal. So like Nadelkovich earlier in the season, that the worst goal of the season will always be Nadelkovich putting in the, his own net by like trying to paddle it. But that was probably the most bizarre goal of the season. The puck just kind of got lost to everyone despite it being right in their feet. Yeah, it's up there. No. Yeah. It, it, that's I mean that's that's what that's what we've been playing with there yeah. on 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 the back part of of the team this year. Anyways, Nedeljkovic. Yes. He uh 815 save percentage in this game. Not ideal uh by any stretch of the imagination. He let four goals in in high danger uh high danger areas. He didn't really look all that great in this game. I'm not going to lie. I don't think he, obviously, as always, he was not helped at all by the defense in front of him. And I'll never, you know, I'm never going to fully blame the Delkovich for any loss. But, uh, you know, that's just, that's just how it's been lately. It's not on him. I mean, he's in the month of April, he's had two 40 plus save games. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, who are we to get mad at the yeah. dude at this point? <laughs> like, yeah. this defense is, is an absolute train wreck. I think 
the the thing for me is to watch just as the season winds down is it it would be unbelievably impressive if he was able to have a save percentage over 900 with this defense as a rookie eligible player i think that would be pretty remarkable which the fact that it's remarkable is just a testament to how poor our defense was this year but i think it would be remarkable yeah, as of right now, he's exactly at a 900 save percentage. And so, yeah, a few more starts in there. And I'm sure he'll bounce back after this one real quick, as he tends to do all season long. He's just been, despite the poor performance today, I'll, I'll never talk bad about Alex Nedeljkovic, Um, as far as this season goes. Even, even with the rough stretches that has plagued this team, he has still found a way to go out there and give it his all every single game. And with the defense in front of him, man, he's, he's put on some unbelievable, you know, unbelievable performances. Yep. Absolutely. He's a dog. He's a dog. I uh, got to talk to you guys today about BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment three here, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Just waiting for Scotty to say it. He might be waiting until the end of the podcast today. He thinks he's clever, but I see through his, uh, his ruse. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a, how do you feel about it? Friday edition here. Uh, also going to get a lemon tree update at the end. Got a review the other day, Scotty, that, that put in their notes. It was a positive review. Always, you know, nice to see, but, uh, they, they wanted a lemon tree update. So I'm going to honor that request. And at the end of this, I want to get, I want to know what's going on with the lemon tree. Cause we haven't talked yeah. about that probably since Nolan left. I don't know if I've ever asked about it. No, we, we, you and I did it once, uh, early on in your tenure though. It's probably yeah. been. It's probably been a, been a solid five months, six months. Yeah. Um, but first, how do you feel about it Friday, Scotty? I'll be honest. I don't have every, anything off the top of I my head one. right at the moment. So how do you feel uh, about Miguel Pereira getting walked? Oh, that's a great one. Um, in the moment, man, I was going off. I was so pissed. I, I thought it was the, the, the Bush league thing in the world. Um, having sat down and thought about it, I understand. I mean, strategically, you had a lefty coming up to the plate next, and lefty hitters do worse against lefty pitchers. It's a better Meadow, matchup. A, a sp specifically, yeah. significantly better against righties than lefties. Um, you load the bases, so you force that final out at any base. So it, it logically makes sense. You're going to try and put your team in a position to win every single game. That did it. It backfired on Boone, but I understand. But I also do not fault any Tigers fan, myself included, because I was pissed off when it happened, for booing and chanting Yankees suck at Comerica Park. Well, one, because it's the Yankees, and that's always applicable. Um, but I understand because you're, Miguel Cabrera is one hit away from 3,000, and you intentionally walk him in his final at-bat of the game. Yeah, no, I so I, I kind of break this down a lot more on, on Locked on Tigers today, but... Um, it is – both are true. Both are absolutely true. If, if you're a fan, you paid money to see him get every AB possible to try to get 3K, intentionally walk him, go ahead. Boo the hell out of the Yankees. They deserve it. That Lord knows they deserve it. 
So you have every right to, to boo them and chant Yankees suck, and I fully support it. But it's also true that it was the right baseball move. So, like, I, bo- both can be right, and I fully support the, uh, the, the chant. I fully support the fans' reactions, and I love the city of Detroit. So, my, how do you feel? one of my questions I have for you is how do you feel about next week being the final week of the regular season for hockey. It's crazy, ain't it? I don't know how I've never done a post. I've never done a a post season before an off season. I I don't know how that's going to work. We're going to find out real quick. What, uh, how much content I'm capable of churning out. (laughs) No, we'll be good. The, um, this was my first full season. I think. Cause I, 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 yeah, I'm trying to think. I joined in February of 2021. So I believe that that was – it was early on, but it was only like – it was a few weeks into last season because COVID did push everything back, and I started that season in like January or something crazy, right? Yeah, it was a weird season. It lasted like three months. Yeah, so I, I this was my first like full, full season – um, and I mean, it, it's, it's wild, man. It's wild. I've already been here for, for well over a year now. Um, heading into off season number two and I'm pumped about it. I'm really pumped about the off season for real. I think that, uh, you and I can, can do a lot of really fun stuff in the off season. I think we can get way more interactive with like listeners as well. It's, it's a lot easier to do that in the off season than when you kind of have to talk about the game every night and such. Um, also with YouTube comments, like consistently getting feedback on every episode. Yeah, is there's really so easy much to, stuff like, we can do with video, like with draft yeah. profiles, you know, like we can put up clips of like, you know what I mean? Of like players well. we might draft and stuff like there's, well, if right, the, the copyright we have, stuff, we can do screenshots. Permission to, right? Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah, we, we follow copyright rules here. Um, but it's, it's just there's, there's a, a lot of uh, the regular season is fun because hockey's being played and you are talking about the game constantly, and that's awesome. The off season's fun because you kind of get to use your imagination a little bit. And, and we can open a ton of doors uh, of what to talk about. I mean, free agency, the draft, obviously, like I said. Um, Even reviewing this season as well. Right. Reviewing. I mean, and then, I mean, talking about the postseason, just there, there's so much stuff that we're going to be able to do in the offseason that we honestly might not have had time to do in the regular season just because we always got to be talking about the game being played. I mean, well, guests, we're going to have a lot of cool guests on. We've already got some of those, like, starting to line up. Like, we're – it's it's gonna be fun, but I it is it is always bittersweet when the season ends too. Just because like are, I, uh, I know that in like two weeks I'm already gonna miss it again. You know, it's not gonna take long for me to start missing it again. Guests are a big one that we just haven't had a lot of time to do, especially with just how our schedules are. With me working down at the arena, um, it's tough to line up a guest when because no guest is gonna want to record at midnight. That's just right. not how it works. Yeah. Um, and then as well, like with the game previews and game recap episodes. It's hard to get also, you know, draft profiles in there. I know some shows are like, I think the Lockdown Sharks have already started doing lock prof- or sh- uh, draft profiles. And that's something like we want to get into for sure. That's another part where the guests come in. So it's definitely going to be an exciting offseason. We got some stuff in the works. We have, I already have a, a, a verbal agreement to have a guest on next week. 
Um, but of course, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil that yet because anything can happen. But there, look out for possibly a, a guest episode next week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a very cool off season. We will have uh, we'll, we'll, it'll be our first off season on YouTube. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that that we'll be able to do. So I'm, do like a I'm, couch cast one of these days. Like I'll I'll just be like laying in my bed. I'll have my phone up above me <laughs> like that. Fun fact, actually, so the episode where Nolan announced I was going to take over, I was driving home from work, and uh, when I, I was doing it on my phone, I wasn't doing it in my setup right here, so when we were talking, I was just sitting on my bed right here with my back against the wall, and so we were recording a podcast with me literally just lying in my bed <laughs> after after I got out of work. Before, um, before well, Nolan, Nolan was never on YouTube, right? He left right when right when we made that transition, but... Um, we would Skype because it's obviously a lot easier to, you know, when know when you want the other person to talk and such when you're looking at each other. So we would Skype each other and or FaceTime or whatever while we would record. And uh, in the early days, Nolan had like some leg injury, like he hurt his. Oh leg. yeah, that's right. And for the first, I want to say month to two months that I was part of this show. Nolan was recording every episode in bed <laughs> behind the curtain there. Uh so yeah, I, I've pretty much I've pretty much if I'm at this location, I, I pretty much am in the same spot every day. But um but yeah, it, it was, I just remember like the Skypes and Nolan just when I was a guest, I was a guest twice before I was a co host. Uh, Nolan and Ethan had me on, and Nolan was in bed for those too. I think. <laughs> yeah. So that's too good. Oh, I, how do you feel about episode 500 being next week? Yeah, man, we're gonna have to do something fun for 500. I know we got it's gonna, it's I think it's Tuesday's episode is when I counted. Episode 500 will be Tuesday's edition, so I don't know what I, I, it's gonna be so how we, we gotta figure something out, yeah, some kind gotta, of celebration we're have to for do that. Something fun for, for 500 something fun i have any, i have no ideas yet but we'll figure something yeah out. we'll figure it out we'll figure it out yeah you, want, you um, got any i can give you a lemon tree oh yeah let's do that okay uh it is it's killing the game it, it's an absolute champ it is we're getting close to it going back outside it's obviously not there yet because it's still pretty cold the majority of the time but like usually like mid late may is when it goes back outside. So we're getting really pumped for that. That's like my, my, uh, the, the later part of my childhood, that was like always how I identified when like summer was truly around the corner was when the lemon tree went, went from my, my living room to back outside. So we're getting close there. Um, it, it's, we've got, I want to say like five or six lemons from it. Hell yeah. I mean, we're like, we're like, hold, hold on, hold on. Entertain the people for like two seconds. Uh, Donald Larkin is a hockey player. Um, he's currently injured uh, for the rest of the season. I'm just waiting for Scotty to come back. He's got a Lions banner in the background. Is that like some kind okay, of Detroit okay, okay, Tigers? Okay, okay. Oh, he's back. That's all. That is a healthy looking lemon. Oh my, look at that bad boy. Right from the, uh, right from my. From my living room. That's like a lemon you see in commercials when they're talking about lemons and lemonade. It's it's beauty. It's a beauty, right? That, like it's no blemishes tank. on that baby. I have a big head, man. That's like a, a size seven and three quarters lemon right there. Look at that. Like I can. 
That's like big, man. So seven and three. Can I get a banana for scale? <laughs> I think I have one actually. <laughs> yeah, go grab your banana real quick. Yeah, I can go get a banana. Um, no, yeah. So it's 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 cooking, man, and and uh, big uh, big tea family. So gotta putting a slice of that into into tea every day. The size of your palm, bro. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a tank, man. It's big. Yeah, you're so. you're you're. You know, you're a Goliath, so that's, that's yeah, just got, how big that boy hands. is. Yeah. So, no, wonder, it, it's probably like yeah. the size of my whole hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> like finger to finger. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, it's cooking, though. It's good. Yeah. So, there's your lemon tree. First lemon tree Friday update in a very, very long time. There you go. Uh, it's doing well. It's doing well. And once it goes uh, once it goes back outside for the summer, that'll be that'll be a monumental, monumental moment. <sighs> Any final thoughts, man? Uh, your mother. <laughs> wow. Wow. That gift got posted twice on social media, social media today. Oh, he can't talk. He's dying laughing. He is cracking himself up right now. Oh my God. You're really proud of that one. That was objectively a beggar. Like that was hilarious. So you're an idiot. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Uh <laughs> Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen Lockdown. There it is. Lockdown he's 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 the funniest guy in the world to himself. Uh host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone, you know, Steel and Stone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Are you have you composed yourself? Are you fine? Are you all right? Uh, I don't know if I'd use those words that I describe myself very often, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm chilling now. Have you leveled out? Good. We ball. All right. We ball. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode on Monday. I just keep thinking you're going to say something else. No, same I'm time, good. same place. It's your team every day. Every day. I just don't trust you anymore. <laughs>